Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 131, Technology and Children. Have you stopped and asked yourself lately about how tech is affecting your children or how the tech and the children combo is changing your home life? A couple of years ago, my husband and I got back from a week on the Gulf. It was beautiful and sad at the same time. Everywhere we went, whether it was at the beach the cornhole greens, in the car, the restaurants, or just sitting around the pool, an alarming number of adults and most of the kids were on their phones. Those children were missing the beauty of the sunset, the delight of just watching the roaring waves crash in or sinking the bag into the cornhole and beating their dad. Children were not making eye contact with their parents, nor making memories that bond families together. They were not learning patience as they waited for a table in the restaurant, nor were they having conversations with their parents or siblings when they were out at dinner. The children were in their own isolated world, missing out on an opportunity that will pass and won't come again. The parents were equally disconnected with their children as they sat scrolling through their feed or looking away, not really talking to anyone. And I thought about my days of parenting young children and teenagers. What would I have done if tech was around then, back in the dark ages of the 1990s and early 2000s? If I were distracted with technology all the time, would I now have adult children whom I consider my closest friends? or who call me and visit on a regular basis? Would I know them, truly know them, for who they are and who they are striving to become if we had been inundated with technology as they were growing up? Would I have adult children who live the faith, practice lives of virtue, and seek to give their own children the same? Now, I'm not anti-tech, I love the advancements in technology, and truthfully, I couldn't reach as many women as I do with this podcast without technology. But we have to be aware of how much we are wasting time on our phones, on the internet, social media, even texting, and what the cost is to our family and to our interpersonal relationships. As parents, we must be vigilant about how much our children are on their devices and how technology is impacting them. I coach moms to help them through the minefield of motherhood, and one of the questions I hear frequently is, how do I get my kids off their phones? Or how do I get my kids off PlayStation? Well, let me just tell you that if you're asking that question, technology is affecting your children in a serious and destructive way. The question itself implies at least two things. One, you're not the parent in your family, and you've lost control of your child's formation. And two, your child is addicted to their phone. 
their iPad, or their gaming system. There's a huge dopamine hit every time they go on anything regarding their phone or iPad or gaming system. And not only a huge dopamine hit when they go on, but while they're on, they keep getting those dopamine hits. There are probably more issues involved, but actually those are the top two issues and both are serious business. All this tech and our acquiescence to it has been a serious relationship interrupter within all facets of society. With so many children and parents looking down at phones, iPads, or away at gaming systems, we are losing the important connection of eye contact, interpersonal connection through communication. Remember when you had your baby and all you wanted to do was gaze and look into each other's eyes? That human desire doesn't go away just because the children get older. They still need to look into our eyes to feel safe, connected, and understood. Similarly, physical touch has also slipped away in families. One reason is because we're also distracted with holding phones or giving our attention to computers or TVs, that we have misplaced the critical component of human touch in our relationships. Hug your child a lot. Kiss them a lot. Connect. They may act like they don't want you to be affectionate, but deep down, we all want and crave and need physical connection. And while we may be physically present in the same room with our children when either we or they are on the phone, we are not emotionally present. The more isolated your child becomes, the harder it is to deepen your relationship with them. They disconnect from you and instead choose a false connection with anyone and everyone who is on the screen. Even if it's just a cartoon character jumping around with glee in a small child game in your phone. Your role of parent begins to slip away and you begin to lose influence on their values and morals. You simply haven't been there for them emotionally, physically. You've been replaced. Does that sound harsh? It is. And it is sad that most parents don't even see it happening. As online activity has increased for teens in the last 10 years, suicide has increased 57% for that same age group. And a five-fold increase for suicide attempts with children 10 to 12 years old. 10 to 12 years old. That statistic alone should shock us into reevaluating the role of tech and our kids. Children with more online presence report greater sadness, lower self-esteem, and constant anxiety of missing out, being rejected, or not being good enough or pretty enough. The people they interact with online, and FYI, you don't really know who they're interacting with all the time on social media. The people they're interacting with don't love them for who they are, nor accept them as they are, but may bully them to become something contrary to your values and your morals. The girls have a particularly difficult time. Many women I know are off social media because they can't handle the constant feelings of inadequacy. That's for adult women. Is it realistic to think that immature, insecure teenagers can handle it? I find it fascinating that 
many parents don't go anywhere without a TV in the car or a phone in their kids' hands. Have children's attention spans changed so much that they can no longer do what their parents did? Take an 11-hour drive to go on vacation without a TV or phone to, quote, keep them busy, let alone a quick drive up the street to Walmart? Well, yes and no. We have changed the brain in children with the flood of tech on them from early ages. We have conditioned in them a low attention span. Has our biology changed so much that ADHD is really increasing at such an alarming rate? Or rather, are we enabling low attention spans by shoving a TV, phone, or iPad or gaming system in front of them rather than interact with them in conversation or teaching them to be bored and learn patience and creativity in that space? I'm not here to say ADHD doesn't exist. A hundred percent, I know ADHD exists. The question is, why such a sharp increase? As I was walking around Hobby Lobby the other day, there was a mom with two children, around four years and two years old, and they both had a phone. They were playing games on it to keep them quiet. Instead of pacifying with tech, how about teaching the children to look around and explore all the cool things at Hobby Lobby? or just being quiet and patient as mom enjoys a little looking around. And if your answer is, well, (laughs) you don't know how strong-willed my children are, they'd never be able to be quiet and look around. Yes, they can, but you have to give them the tools and practice the skills. Your children are no more strong-willed than my children. Trust me, if you knew my children as adults, everybody describes them as strong-willed. But I taught them how to be patient and I gave them the skill set so that they could occupy their mind rather than be entertained. Teaching your child to self-regulate is a critical skill that is often overlooked in parenting. We give the excuse that our children are just strong-willed. Most kids are strong-willed. Or it doesn't work with my child. Children come into the world wanting what they want. It is our job to help them regulate their emotions and actions when they can't have what they want. If we throw a phone or device into their hands instead of teaching them this critical skill, these important virtues, we'll handicap them for life. So ask yourself if you are using tech as a drug for your kids. If you don't like the answer you come up with, You can always begin anew today. While I agree that technology has many benefits for adults and older children, we have to question the overuse, especially for young children. There are many things that adults can engage in appropriately that children are simply too young, too immature, and too inexperienced to handle properly. Let's not be naive that technology doesn't affect children the same way it affects adults. If you've seen the movie The Social Dilemma, and I strongly recommend it, you might be surprised that all of the originators of social media platforms, all of them, did not allow their children to have iPhones or iPads growing up. It is also well known that Steve Jobs and Bill Gates raised their children tech-free. What did they know that we haven't figured out yet? Here's what they knew. Tech destroys your child's soul. 
I know that's a bold statement. But as a mother of seven grown children, with children of their own, and an educator, I have seen it happen too many times. Children lose their creativity and their joy. They cease to be inquisitive and are no longer satisfied with the good, the true, and the beautiful of the world, God's creations. They are only concerned with when the next hit of dopamine is coming. Be bold and eliminate or drastically reduce the use of tech in your home, including your own. Do not give in to the peer pressure. I'm not saying all or nothing, but I am strongly suggesting that you look to see how you can bring it down extensively. And maybe it is all or nothing. I know lots of families in a particular uh, school community here whose children up through eighth grade do not have phones and they're happy as clams. They don't have phones. So if your children are saying, oh, but so-and-so won't like me if I don't have a phone, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe so-and-so isn't a good friend for your child. Don't give in to peer pressure. If your children are older, you and your husband should sit down with them and explain how things will move forward. Here are some suggestions. Go into your settings, look at your screen time, check to see what your own screen time is, scroll down to the bottom of that, and set time limits for yourself and for all of your children's phones, when they can be on it, when they can be off it. Minimal time on. And make sure you have a place within your site where all phones are kept. Don't let them take the phones into the room. They don't need to take their phones into the room. Have them there. Remember, you don't remember probably, maybe some of you do, when we had phones attached to a wall, if we had a conversation, everybody in the room heard it. Maybe that wasn't such a bad thing. Okay, so here are some more suggestions. No phones or devices allowed in bedrooms or private areas for grade school children. And for high school children, maybe after 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock. No computers or iPads allowed in bedrooms. They should be set up in public spaces where everyone can see what's going on. Gaming systems reserved for Friday or Saturday night entertainment. If your grade school children have a phone, think about taking it away. They don't need it. If their friends need to contact them, they can contact them through you. And maybe your child can contact them through your phone. They can communicate with their friends when they see their friends in school. At the very minimum, have them turn off the phone at dinner time. Keep it off for the rest of the night. Install parental controls that are password protected on their devices. You decide what they need and what they don't need. They don't decide. Have time controls set on their phone so that they have limited use. Make sure you have a parental monitoring app installed. This is different than the parental control settings within the iPhone. So you want to have an app like Custodio or Covenant Eyes, where you get reports about where they've been, and you can set um, where they can go by risk value. All right, my question to you is, what kind of family do you want in 5, 10, 20 years? Keep that long-range goal in mind when you're looking at the technology that has infiltrated your family. Create goals and an environment that will nurture that vision. 
You, mom, be the leader. Put your phone away. Contact with your children. Eye contact, physical contact, doing things together. Eliminate whatever distracts or challenges your children from the family you want to have. Be bold, be brave, be decisive, and be okay with swimming against the current. The families that swim against the current are the ones that thrive. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.